praise God. God is so good. Amen. Uh, we are still on the fruit uh, uh, the fruit series. Amen. And um, we're going to start in Galatians 5.22, the foundational scripture we've been reading about walking in the fruit of the Spirit. And, uh, you know, uh, it's a process. Fruit is, is not, you know, the gifts that God, God gives us gifts. And just because you have spiritual gifts doesn't mean that you have fruit. You can have spiritual gifts and you may be able to prophesy or... You may be able to do some things, but, but the spiritual gifts is launched by love. Amen? So love is the key spiritual fruit. And so you can do the prophesying, but if there's no love behind it, then it's not going to make the gift effective. Amen. Amen? And so we definitely want the love to be in our equation. And, so that, and that's what I ministered on, you know, about a month ago on the love of God. But now we're going into the fruit. And so if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to Galatians 5, 22 through 26. And it says here, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Amen. And against such there is no law. And those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Amen? And so really, uh, if you're going to you know, receive the best that God has for you, you're going to have to walk in the Spirit. Amen? And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not easy. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote this. But, you know, you have to crucify that flesh. Somebody say crucify, crucify. the flesh. And that's not easy all the time, amen? But it can be done. And so today we're going to be talking about the fruit of faithfulness. Somebody say faithfulness. faithfulness. Amen. But I want to recap just slightly on some of the other fruit because we can forget. And of course, you know, the, the key to um, learning is repetition. And we, we looked at the fruit of joy. And uh, the fruit of joy is produced when we give out. A lot of times people aren't walking in the fruit of, the, of joy. In other words, you don't have that much joy in your life. And the reason why is because we're too self-centered. We're too focused on ourselves. And you'll find that selfish people aren't that joyful. So really, when we are too inner focused on ourselves, we're too centered focused, then there's no room for the, for the joy of the Lord. Amen? And really, joy is produced by giving out. Um, in Luke 10, 17, it said the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in, our, in your name. And Jesus sent out 70, uh, approximately 70 people out to minister. And they ministered and they prayed for people. And they, uh, you know, brought the kingdom of God to people. And they came back with joy. Amen. Why? Because the gospel works. Amen. Somebody say there's power in the gospel. That's what Paul said. There's power in the word of God and the gospel works. Amen. Amen. And God, God conform, confirms his word with signs following. And so they came back and they were excited that the demons are subject to us in Jesus name. So I'm going to say this. You don't <laughs> you don't have a demon problem. Amen. Amen. You just ha you just have to know your authority in Christ and you have to learn to tell that devil to get out in Jesus' name. 
And so we can walk in the fruit of joy, and that is produced by giving, amen, by giving out. The fruit of peace is produced when we give it to God. Say, give it to God. And so the fruit of peace, a lot of times we're not walking in peace because we're holding on to things that we don't need to be holding on to. Amen. You don't want to hold on to things that will that will just bring you down. You want to let go. Amen. In other words, you need a you need that carefree life there. You know, I, I kiddingly say there's a uh, I don't chew gum. I don't like gum. And uh, but, there, but there's a gum called carefree. Amen. And I don't know why they named it Carefree, but uh, we, 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 need, we might need to get a stick of Carefree every once in a while, amen? And so the fruit of peace is produced uh, when, we, when we give out. In 1 Peter 5, 7, it, actually Peter's saying, casting some of your care. Okay, casting, I'm glad we got a, we got a, a church in here that knows the word. Uh, casting all of your care upon him. For he cares for you. So, so, so we, we need to give it to God. And so to walk in that peace that surpasses all understanding. Look at your neighbor and say, give it to God. You got to give it to God. Amen. You have to cast your care on the Lord. Now I'm going to say this. You know, that's why we pray. We pray because a lot of times we're dealing, you know, normally when you're praying, you're dealing with a problem. But prayer is the solution to our problems. And, and then when we, we pray about our problem, we have to give it to the Lord and not take it back. And a lot of times we give it to the Lord and then we take it back. And you know you're taking it back if you're thinking on that same thing and you got worry attached to it. And you don't need to be worrying. Jesus said, do not worry about your life. Do not worry about eating or drinking. Because why? He's our shepherd. He's our good shepherd. We shall not lack for any. He's El Shaddai. The God that's more than enough. And you might say, well, pastor, I'm lacking. Well, because you need to get your thinking right. And you need to get your speaking right. Because if you get your thinking right and your speaking right, the blessings of God will start running after you and overtake you. Do you believe that today? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, speak right. Amen. Think right. Amen. Amen. And so we have to cast the cares of our Lord, of, the, uh, of our cares on the Lord. And sometimes you, you just can't do that once a day. Sometimes you have to do it multiple times a day. I'm casting my cares on you, Lord. I'm casting my care on you about this situation. I, I trust you. You have, to, you have to put voice to your faith. Amen. And so when you when you put voice to your faith, guess what? The peace of God will start coming in on the inside. We should be the most peaceful people on planet Earth. We should not be stressed out. Can I get an amen? Why? Because we got we got God Almighty. We got Jesus and we got the third of the angels. Amen. On our side, we got the blood of Jesus. And so uh, and so that's the fruit of peace and the fruit of patience it's produced when we hold on to our confidence in God. Say, hold on. Hold on. Sometimes we got to let go, and sometimes we got to hold on. And this right here, the, so the fruit of patience is, is when we hold on to our confidence in God. In Hebrews 10, 35, it says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence. Do not cast away, which has great reward. 
Don't cast away your confidence. You know, a doctor's report, a bad doctor's report may want to try to get you to cast away your confidence. Amen. Your kid's not doing right. Make, my, may want you, the congregation not doing right may make, make the pastor want to cast. Are you hearing it? But you guys are doing right. Thank you, Lord. So I don't have to deal with that, praise God. But, but it, it, you know, these, these reports that are negative reports will try to get us to cast away our confidence. Our confidence in what? Not our confidence in ourselves, but our confidence in God. God God's a big God. We serve a big God. And he can handle any problem, any issue, any situation. He can handle it. Somebody say he can handle it. Amen. You may not be able to handle the truth. No, that's a, that's a movie. But uh, you can't handle the truth. No, you can handle it. Amen. There was another TV show that was Carter Country. And the uh, mayor used to say, handle it, handle it, handle it. Anybody remember that movie? I mean, that TV show. All right. That, I guess we'll move forward to the next. <laughs> Nobody remembers that, huh? Okay. Amen. I'm dating myself. But that's all right. And so the fruit of patience produced when we uh, hold on to the confidence in God. So in, in Hebrews 10.35, again, you cast, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of patience or endurance, so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So, what, what, so, so, so to receive that promise of, of peace in, in your life, you, you, have to, you have to give it to God, amen, and not, and, and, and not let go of the confidence. Now, the fruit of kindness is produced when we are compelled to help someone in need. Look at your neighbor and say, help someone. I'm telling you, this is so important. You know, they, they did studies, and going back to peace again, they, they did studies, and they found that when depressed people started doing something, for, doing things for other people, their depression left. Is that amazing? Uh, in other words, husbands, start helping your wives clean the house. Okay. Can I get an amen? Amen. Uh, I, got, I got some amens from the ladies. The husbands are like, where are they at anyway? Help them, help them clean the house up. Do, do something nice. Amen. Praise God. So the fruit of kindness is produced when we are compelled to help someone in need. And that means we're compelled that, you know, it, it's, it's the Holy Spirit will compel you to do nice things for people. And really, that's really designed to set you up for a blessing. I remember I was in line one day. I was at the Christian bookstore. And the lady was fumbling around for a, um, for a coupon. She couldn't find it. And she's she saying she was stressing out for, for a few dollars. And I, just, and I just felt led to pay for her. It wasn't a lot of money. Now, if it was $50, that might be, I might not felt led. But, you know, but $3. My faith can handle three. I don't know if my faith can handle 50. But, but the Spirit of the Lord said, you know, pay for it. And it was, it was not like something that I, that I was thinking about that I... But she ended up becoming uh, uh, coming to my church. And she ended up blessing me more than that $3. She, she came out. She started giving. And she gave me. She blessed me with things. But, you know, she needed a church home. And, um, and so and she asked me for, for a card. You know, do you go to church? Yeah, I'm a minister. Oh, can I have your card? I didn't have to force it on her. 
Amen. Have you ever forced a business card on somebody? Here's a card. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's nice when they're asking you for a card. Amen. And I just, that's, can I just put in a little plug here? Keep inviting people. Amen. You know, we don't want to keep this, you know, this is like a great restaurant. Amen. You guys are coming to a good restaurant on Sunday mornings and you're getting fed very well. You're getting that nice steak and potatoes. Glory to God. But you just don't want to keep it to yourself. You want to invite some people. I know you are. And they keep saying we're coming out, but it's going to get bad out there. The Bible says it's going to get really bad out here. In other words, it's if you have you. I don't watch the news anymore because I'm trying to stay in peace. But, but just watch the news, man. There's a lot of turmoil. There's a lot of ruckus out in the world. But thank God there's peace in the church. The Bible said the world's going to get darker. The Bible doesn't say, you, you, you know, the darkness is going to cover the church. No, light's going to cover the church. Darkness is going to cover the world. And, the, and people are going to be in fear, but we don't have to be a part of that. Amen. So we need to get those people. We need to get those people out of the world into the kingdom of God by inviting them and um, witnessing the goodness of God. And I'm telling you, it never it always makes me feel good when I witness to somebody and, and God is moving. Amen. Uh, and so so we need a, we need we need to do that. And, and, and I know you guys are. Amen. The fruit of goodness is produced by by by. Believer's life, um, uh, a believer's life, uh, did I write this right? <laughs> the fruit of goodness is produced, I must have been half asleep when I wrote this one. In a believer's life through the submission of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. So, so goodness is produced by the submission of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Amen? In other words, we submit to the Holy Spirit and then we, we do that fruit of goodness. Amen? And that's part of what we're called to do. Amen? And so now we're going to talk about the fruit of faithfulness. Somebody say faithfulness. faithfulness. And faithfulness is a bedrock to, I, I, I wrote this, is the bedrock to God's blessings. Okay. <laughs> Under the inspiration. I really believe that faithfulness is the key to seeing all the blessings of God in your life. Staying faithful to him, staying faithful to the church, staying faithful to the word of God. I really believe that's a bedrock to the blessings of God. In Proverbs 28, 20, it says here, a faithful man, this is the first part of it, a faithful man will abound with blessings. Think about that. Proverbs says it's hard to find a faithful man. In the book of Proverbs, it says it's hard to find who can find a faithful person. But I thank God that we have faithful people all in Exceed Life Church. Amen. Glory to God. We have faithful people and the, and the blessings. I've been hearing stories of people coming in with problems. And I love it. They're here for a few weeks. They're here for a few months. And all of a sudden, their problems go away because God starts working in their life. And all of a sudden, you know, they get new jobs. We got people getting new jobs. And, I, and I'm believing. And I, I love these reports. They come in and they have a crummy job and then they, they stay here and we pray and we believe God and they have an exceptional job. Amen. I'm going to say this. My people have the, the best employers. Amen. Amen. And, if you, and you are the best employer just in case you own your own business. Amen. And you have the, the best um, um, income coming in. I believe that. Amen. 
And you need to start speaking that over yourselves, that, that I have increased. You know, God says he wants to increase you a thousandfold. Start standing on that. You, you're saying, well, I'm just, I'm just believing for a 10% increase. No, believe for a thousandfold increase. God will give you abundantly above. Amen. Abundantly above. Can I say that again? Abundantly above. More than you can ask or think. Do you believe that today? I mean, God is for you today. Now, I'm not saying he's going to increase your problems, okay? A thousandfold of problems. No, he's going to give you a thousandfold of blessings. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for the blessings. So what is faithfulness? The word faithfulness is the same word translated faith in the Bible. And the, and the word to mean two things, and we're going to look at the first right now. It's a conviction about something that deals, it's a conviction about something. This deals with believing something from the heart. So, so if you um, are walking in faithfulness or if you're walking in faith, you have a conviction. Somebody say, I have a conviction. Amen. And you have a conviction about something on the inside of you. You, 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 you totally believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. Amen. Amen. You have a conviction that he was raised. From, you, you don't have to have a, a proof of somebody giving you. You know what the proof is? The word of God. The word of God is your proof. Amen. It's your title deed. Amen. It's a conviction that leads us. And I like this to a, a, a continual action. When you believe something and you really believe it with your heart, you will have a continual action. You know, I, I love my wife. I have a continual action of going home every day. Amen. Being with my, are you here? I, I, I love, you know, it's a continual action. I, I still sleep in the same bed with my wife. That, that's good in church. Pastor, what are you talking about? No, no, we, we still sleep in the same bed. Isn't that good? Because right, I like my wife. And hopefully she likes me. Now, today I had the kids. They crawled in bed this morning around 6 o'clock this morning. Amen. Ooh, glory to God. I mean, I'm really abundantly blessed. Glory to God. <laughs> my, my kid, my, both kids, you know, I had one on, on my arm. The other, she got up and started getting ready. And I was stuck between two kids. But God is so good. Amen. Amen. You know, God will give you love. Amen. Love that you don't expect. Glory to God. But God is so good. I couldn't kick him out. Amen. Get back into your own room. Amen. And so faith, uh, let's look at Hebrews 11, 1, because we're talking a little bit about faith and faithfulness this morning. And so in Hebrews 11, 1, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And, you know, I, you know, you can meditate on that and you, and you try and figure out what does that mean? Well, faith is the substance of things so forth. It's the substance. The word of God brings substance. It's it. This is the title deed of what you're believing God for. And it's the evidence of things not seen. And and, you know, there is evidence all around that that heaven is real. You can just look up and you see people that have these near-death experiences. And there's evidence all around that there is a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun. Amen. There's evidence. The Bible is evidence that Jesus is alive. Do you believe that today? And that, and, and, and that should embolden our faith. So faithfulness to God's word brings the reality of God's promises to us. Can I say that again? Faithfulness to God's word 
will bring the reality of God's promises to us. How many people are believing for some promises to come to pass in your life? Well, well, faithfulness to God's word will bring that reality. In other words, you just can't get into the word just one day a week. In other words, you've you got, you got to be a daily word person. You've got, you got to worship God every day. You've got to get into the word every day. You just can't have just a Sunday morning faith. Now, you can, but, you, but you, you're, you're going to be weak in your faith. You've got to have an everyday faith. Am I, am I getting this to you today? And so you, we have, in other words, we have to continual walk in God's love and walk in his blessings. Amen. And so let's look at this. We're going to look at uh, Hebrews and we're going to look at some, some faith people in, in the Old Testament. And let's look at Hebrews 11.4. And I love this because it's, it's called the Hall of Faith. Have you ever read Hebrews 11? And it talks about the, old, the patriarchs of the Old uh, Testament. Amen. And these people were powerful people of God. And this is what's interesting about the patriarchs of the Old Testament. They weren't even born again. They, I mean, these people were really doing it. And they weren't, we're born again people. We are under a better covenant. So if these people in the Old Testament could do it, I mean, walk in faith and do some things in God, how much more should we be walking in faith? Hello. You know, in other words, these people in the Old Testament should inspire us to keep going on with God. They should, the Bible says it's examples of people doing the right things. And then some, there are some examples of people doing the wrong things in the Old Testament. And we gleam off these examples so we can be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing in the right way. Amen. And so we're looking at here at, at, at the faith of Abel in Hebrews eleven four, And it says here, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained a witness that he was righteous, God testifying about his gifts, and though he being dead, still speaks. Think about this. Now, now the Bible records that Abel gave his very best to God, and God blessed him. And, you know, and he, you know, I believe this, that it, I know the Bible just singled out just that one time that Abel gave and then Cain got uh, angry about this. But I believe it was a continual basis. Now, I know the Bible probably just focused on this one time, but I believe that a Abel was a giver. It was, I don't, I believe it, it had to happen multiple times. Now, this is just me, you know. I, I believe that 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 um, that Cain saw just the how, how loving Abel was and that Abel was giving his very best. And I know in this place right here that the Bible said that there was a blessing, a tangible blessing that came down on Abel's offering. I've talked about this before. And I believe, you know, God, you know, in the Old Testament, and we will talk about this in a little bit, that when Elijah set up in a... a, a um, you know, a sacrifice that fire fell from heaven. And maybe fire fell from heaven that showed that God was, appro was approving Abel's offering. And so, and so, and, and, and I believe that even, that even his flocks started growing because he was a shepherd. And, 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 and Cain started seeing the blessing on his life. Amen. And that's what made Cain mad. The Bible says Cain did not give his first fruits. It said he gave an offering. The Bible talks about first fruits. What does that mean? 
That means that we need to be giving our very best to God. First fruits, I, I see first fruits and the tithe as, as similar. That, that it, it's your first fruit. What, when you get your paycheck, do you think about, is God the first thing you think about when you get your paycheck? Amen. Amen? And I know for most of you, God is. And praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so God is so good. So God should be the first person that you think of when you get your paycheck. I, I guess the devil didn't like this part. But anyway, um, and so, so really, we should be giving God our very best like Abel. And the Bible says, and what's interesting about, about Cain is that, that as I studied the story, I've given this out before, but God told Cain that he could have the blessing too. God never wanted to deny Cain of a blessing. You know what? God doesn't want to deny you of a blessing. But we, can we hinder the blessings of God? Amen. We could. And, and Cain actually hindered the blessing of God because he didn't, he didn't want to just submit and, and give first fruits. Amen? Amen? He, he just thought that he could just do what, what he wanted to do. But, you know, if you're going to walk in the full blessing, you've got to do what God wants you to do. Amen? Amen? Uh, is, this, is, this, is this okay this morning? Amen. Amen. It, it's not too hard. Amen. I don't want to be too hard. But as we do what God wants us to do, we will see the blessings of God in our life. Amen. Amen. And so we see that, that, that Cain could have had the ability to do better because God spoke to him. But instead, he allowed anger to come into his life and he allowed bitterness to come into his life. And he ended up killing Abel and Abel became what, what happened to Abel? He became the first martyr. But, you know, I'm going to say this. Even if you were martyred for doing right, God has the blessing for the martyrs. Amen. And I'm telling you, in the resurrection of the dead, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, but, but the faith people that died for their faith, the Bible says, and it actually says this, it's recorded in the Hebrews, that they, were, they, were, they died for their faith. They would not recant. They, they, would, not, they would stay in faith, and they would not... They would stay in faith pertaining to keeping Jesus as their Lord. And they were willing to get sawed in half. They were willing to do anything not to recant Jesus. Are you, why? The Bible says because they wanted a better resurrection. A better resurrection. So, so is it a possibility that there's some resurrections? That, in, in other words, there's going to be some people that are going to have a better resurrection than others. In other words, there's going to be some people that's going to have greater blessings in the sweet by and by. Amen? There's going to be some people that's going to, because they walked with God and they gave their all to God. Look at your neighbor and say, give your all, give your all. to God. Amen. So when we, when we give, uh, it opens the door for the blessings. In Malachi 3.10, it says, Bring all the tithes to the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out you such blessing that there will be no room enough to receive it. And I love this part of it. I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fell to bear fruit in, in your field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, and you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. I'm telling you, God protects my stuff. I have a TV that's over 15 years old. It's a Sony. 
And I'm telling you, it's still going. Now, you know, I, you know it, it's a great TV. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Virginia Beach SDA Church located at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10.30 a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.